Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Did you know that 19% of middle distance runners sustain injuries? However, that leads to a very high 92% of long distance runners. So we've all heard the phrase prevention is better than cure. So today we'll be focusing on food planning to help prevent an injury occurring for you. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith nutritionist friends and runners who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans helping you enjoy peak running performance and especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. I'm Aileen and I'm here with Karen as always and our topic today is all about food planning for injury prevention but before we get into the detail I'd just like to welcome back our regular listeners and if you are listening for the first time a warm welcome to you we really hope you enjoy this episode and get a chance to listen to our earlier episodes and many of our future episodes too. So Karen and I really enjoy podcasting uh, but we really love to hear from you so please drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com to introduce yourself share a little bit about your running and your, and your nutrition goals um, as that really helps us plan future topics for the podcast and um, we also have some free downloadable ebooks at our website runnershealthhub.com and um, if you look at the top menu bar you'll see free nutrition guides now the most popular guide is top running snacks and nutrient timing and that helps fuel your running and it goes alongside much of the advice we share in our episodes um, so we hope it helps you so Karen let's get started uh, perhaps you could introduce the subject today and tell us a little bit about why we're discussing food planning for injury prevention yeah, sure, Aileen. So hi, everybody. And hi, Aileen. Um, so as you said, Aileen, our subject today is all about food planning for injury prevention. So what we'll be chatting about is what you need to think about when considering a food plan to support injury prevention. We'll then go on and share our suggestions for some meals and snacks to to help prevent any injury occurring. And then we'll end by providing you with a one-day meal plan so that you can just start to think about introducing certain foods, certain way of eating into your food plan, really to get you started on thinking about what you're eating to um, to support that um, injury prevention. Why are we talking about the subject today? Well, 
I think probably most of us um, have experienced an injury at some point. And I know that both Aileen and I certainly have. And when you have been injured and then you've recovered, you just don't want to go back there again. You'll do anything to try and prevent that happening because it is so, so frustrating and also so debilitating. And of course, it's really painful as well. And more often than not, when you get injured, it takes you away from your running for a period of time, which means that you've kind of got to go back to the beginning when returning to your training and then building up slowly again, which can also be really frustrating. So I think most of us will probably have heard the phrase prevention is better than cure. So if you have been injured in the past and want to limit the risk of getting injured again, or maybe you haven't ever been injured and you just really want to optimize your food plan so it doesn't ever happen to you. Well, hopefully not anyway, then definitely this episode would be for you. So that's the reason, Zaylin. Yeah, well, prevention is definitely better than cure in my book. So uh, thanks for that, Karen. So we've got lots of foodie talk today. And I I really love it when we do these types of episodes because focusing on food planning enables everyone to take the theory and put it into practice. And it helps you make everyday food choices um, with the aim of injury prevention occurring. Um, So I I think, you know, as you said, Karen, we all have great intentions, um, but we we have the knowledge and and the why of something, but often we never get around to actually doing anything about it. So providing um, everyone and ourselves with reminders of the easy ways of introducing the key foods to help injury prevention occurring will hopefully encourage us all to move into practical mode and getting creative in the kitchen. So let's get started with the basics, Karen. So what would you say are the fundamental food and dietary considerations when we're thinking about injury prevention? Well, when we think of running-induced injuries, they do tend to affect the lower limbs, which makes sense. Um, And the majority of them are influenced by inflammation, be it acute inflammation or chronic inflammation. So really, the first step in prevention would be to ensure that your food plan is predominantly anti-inflammatory in content. So what does that look like? Well, we do have an episode that's dedicated to immune health um, and runners. That's episode 14, and that's titled Endurance, Running and Immune System. So this would be a a really good episode um, to go back and listen to if you wanted to get a lot of detail on how a runner could support um, their immune system through food and nutrition. But what we will do here is we will just highlight some key points, including The traditional Mediterranean diet, which is really well known for promoting health and supporting the immune system. So, Aileen, um, I just wondered if you would like to say a little bit about the Mediterranean diet and maybe how it could help prevent injury occurring through the way it supports the immune system. Yeah, of course, Karen. So the Mediterranean diet is considered a functional diet. And there's increasing uh, scientific evidence that's supporting the beneficial effects for health. And really, as far back as the 1960s, many studies have have shown an association between the Mediterranean diet and a lower prevalence and incidence of many immune-driven chronic illnesses, including things like cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, and neurodegenerative disorders. And I think we all sort of associate the Mediterranean diet with the 
you know the the twinkly sparkly older people who who are living in in Italy living on a Mediterranean diet and and you know they're disease free and uh, that's all what we all aim to be um but the Mediterranean diet uh, focuses primarily on plant-based foods such as vegetables and fruits uh, low gl so low glycemic load whole grains legumes uh, nuts herbs and spices and essential fatty acids um including you know other uh, we talk about essential fatty acids we're really thinking about fish and seafood but also there are the the other oils like olive oil um and olives themselves which are a, a big part of the mediterranean diet yeah and what i would say there is on the other hand so those are all the the foods that are included uh, but with the mediterranean diet it really contains limited amounts of meat you know it is present uh, but only in a few meals throughout the days the weeks the months and generally it is um at fiestas so when they're celebrating and it, it would appear that lamb is the preferred meat within the mediterranean diet it also has limited uh, amounts of dairy products in it uh, they, they are consumed but in moderation and um, and when when they do in the Mediterranean diet when they do have uh, dairy it tends to be in the form of fresh cheese and that comes from the milk of ewes or goats predominantly red wine is is there but it is again um, in limited quantities but processed foods and ready-made meals, which you see an abundance of in our supermarkets over here, just don't feature in the Mediterranean diet. It is fundamentally a natural and real food approach to eating. So um, so that, that's, I think, why there is so much evidence showing how it can support the immune system. Yeah, and I'm feeling transported to the Mediterranean just thinking about it, Karen. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for suggesting this today. Um, so thinking about using the Mediterranean diet approach um, to eating using our athletes' plate concept, which we we talk about a lot, um, really helps guide portion sizes and macronutrient distribution. So it would be an excellent starting point um, in reducing the risk and potentially preventing the development of running induced injury so what we mean there is using the, the correct athletes play and choosing the food from the list that we've just talked about um so karen is there any other food and diet dietary fundamentals that you'd like to mention before we go on to discuss some specific nutrients for injury prevention yeah, there are just a couple of things uh, I would like to mention, Aileen. And one is about strategic eating or food timing, or we speak about nutrient timing as well sometimes, but it's not just about the nutrients, it's about the food. And the other is about appropriate eating, so not too much and not too little. Now, I think these topics really are interlinked because it is about eating the correct amount of food and types of food but also at the correct time daily but also strategically around your training to really help limit that risk of any injury occurring. Now we have published several episodes looking at all of these different scenarios actually um, I won't mention them all here because there are so many, but we will add at least some of the links into the show notes for you so you can go back and listen to them. But principally, really, if you consistently 
don't eat enough food to fuel your training. It could lead to chronic low energy availability, which, as we've spoken about in the past, is the driver of Red S, so that relative energy deficiency in sport. And what happens there at this is that the, the low energy availability ignites the stress response, leading to increased circulating, circulating cortisol, so that stress hormone, principal stress hormone. And then that inflammatory cascade occurs, and that is then associated uh, with the chronic elevation of cortisol and that chronic inf- inflammation can then lead to that increased risk of um, injury occurring. Uh, and also alongside that, enough food needs um, to uh, contain sufficient carbohydrates. And again, eating strategically around your training. So here I'm thinking about pre, during, post training. So all these things kind of need to be in place, need to be in synergy to also help support and prevent um, injury occurring. Right. It's really good advice there, Karen. And just to um, add to what you were saying about carbohydrate, we need to think about the carbohydrate food choices to include the strategic use of both quick release and slow slow release carbohydrate to help optimize the energy needs of any training run that you might be going on. And that will also help um, minimize the risk of inflammation and injury. Um, So, Before we go on to look at some specific meal and snack suggestions to help you prevent injury, let's have a think about some of the principal nutrients that Karen mentioned earlier. Um, These nutrients are are thought to help reduce the risk of injury. Um, And as Karen says, we've got numerous episodes in our back catalogue where we we take a deep dive into some of these nutrients. So today what we're just going to do is give you a bit of a helicopter view of the nutrients to consider. Um, And, um, you know, if you want to know a little bit more about any of them specifically, you can uh, take a look back in into our list. So um, what would you mention, Karen, which are the most important ones? Well, I think the key ones that I would want to mention here are certainly the macronutrients, so the carbohydrates, the proteins and fats. But for various different reasons, you know, the carbohydrates, uh, we want to be ensuring that we're having those because they are the principal nutrient for that energy production. So helping to prevent the the red the low energy availability and red S that we've just spoken about protein really to maintain the muscle mass support that muscle repair recovery remodeling from training so again that's going to help prevent injury and then um, fats so thinking about the essential fats really for their anti-inflammatory properties and they're known to be quite potent um, in that um, anti-inflammatory influence and of the of the micronutrients I think I would just mention here calcium and calcium in tandem with vitamin D really for promoting bone health and bone formation so really helping to reduce the risk of a potential stress fracture magnesium as well for that muscle relaxation so that would help prevent muscle tightness muscle spasms and also muscle cramping and they can be really painful but also they can um, lead to or be the the precursor to a more prolonged injury 
And then vitamin C, you know, is well known as a potent anti-inflammatory nutrient, principally through its antioxidant properties. And what I mean by that is that it's it's able to neutralize the cell damaging free radicals that we speak about and hear about. And, and they are naturally released during exercise, but we need the antioxidants to help get rid of them following exercise. Aileen, those are the ones that spring to mind for me. Do you have any nutrients that you would just like to mention here? Yeah, um, I think the ones that are coming to mind for me are the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory phytonutrients. So I'm thinking of curcumin, which is found in turmeric, ginger oil, which is found in ginger, and quercetin. Um, and that's found in lots of different foods, um, things like onions, apples, cranberries, and black currants. Um, and obviously, there are many more. And as we said, we're just giving you a broad overview today. Um, but I'd also like to mention collagen, although it's it's not a nutrient on its own. It's actually something that's made up of a few different nutrients. Um, collagen is sort of quite a popular supplement um, and it's really important for injury prevention uh, because it's a key component of all soft tissue and connective tissue and also the bone matrix so it's really essential for injury prevention yeah yeah that's a really good one to add in there Aileen thanks for that okay so we now have quite a list of foods and nutrients that could potentially help minimize the risk of a running injury occurring so let's now take all this information and maybe turn the foods and nutrients into meals and snacks that you our listeners could consider introducing into your meal plans to help minimize the risk of getting any injury so Aileen with the Mediterranean style diet in mind and thinking about the nutrients that we have mentioned already, what breakfast ideas do you have that you could share? Um, well, when I think about my typical breakfast, I tend to move between eggs, um, juices and smoothies. Um, and then um, it might be an overnight oats with berries, nuts and seeds, um, and maybe some yogurt, or I might just do the yogurt and berries, nuts and seeds separately on their own. Um, so if we think about eggs, and they're high in protein, as most people know, um, and they contain um, some essential fatty acids. So um, a typical egg would be 28 of omega-3 essential fatty acids and we know that that's a very potent anti-inflammatory um, essential fatty acid and um, they also contain a little bit of vitamin D as one of the few dietary sources of vitamin D um, so to have eggs you know periodically is a good thing um, I have a sort of a standard green juice that I make uh, but whatever juice I, I make I always um, add in some fresh ginger or turmeric because I feel that they give the juice a bit of warmth and depth of flavor, um, but they also include those anti-inflammatory nutrients that we mentioned earlier. And then thinking about the nuts and the seeds and the berries, um, they, they contain a mixture of antioxidants. Um, obviously, the nuts contain um, the essential fats and a little protein um, alongside the yogurt. Yogurt's a good source of calcium too, or kefir. I, I've, I've been eaten a lot of kefir recently and it's sort of like a thick yogurty drink so I actually pour it on my oats and my berries and nuts um, and I really enjoy that uh, so it's good for digestive health as well and that that provides a little extra protein um, 
Now, as, as you mentioned earlier, Karen, you know, the, the Mediterranean diet tends to favour um, cheeses and dairy products that come from uh, sheep um, and goats rather than cows. And that's because, you know, some of the cow's milk products could potentially be inflammatory for some people. Um, and, and nuts and seeds can be too, um, due to their ability to induce allergic reactions. So that's a, an issue for individuals to consider depending on how they react to these foods. Um, so that's what I tend to go for breakfast, Karen. Uh, what ideas do you have? Well, certainly the overnight oats, Aileen, that you've just mentioned, that would definitely be on my list. And uh, and again, so- soaked in uh, either Greek yogurt or kefir. Um, and I think this is a really great slow release carbohydrate choice. And I would then top that with maybe berries or stewed apple and or nuts and seeds. It would depend on um, on my training. And like you, Aileen, I would be adding these for their antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. And um, and also you mentioned about the yogurt and the kefir adding some extra protein, but also some calcium as well there. So as a vegetarian, that's quite good for me. Another breakfast option for me, I think I, I really like flaxseed crackers. Um, another nutritional therapist friend of ours gave me a recipe one time for these flaxseed crackers and they're really delicious really easy to make and um, and have that with smashed avocado on on top and both of these foods contain um, those anti-inflammatory essential fatty acids that you were speaking about or both of us were speaking about earlier alien if you are a vegan then maybe a tofu scramble could be a good choice because tofu again is high in protein and it is often fortified with calcium as well so that's an another another great choice there so uh, those are my breakfasts okay thanks karen um so let's think about lunch now um so a really good choice uh would be a chicken broth homemade if possible uh chicken broth or bone broth as it's often uh, known is really rich in collagen and uh, the slower and longer it's been cooked the higher the collagen content and you can also purchase bone broth um but it's just important that um when you're buying it you check the labels check it's natural and it's not highly processed or has any additional additives and you could just add uh, have the broth as a soup or you could add it to other ingredients to make it more of a hearty soup or you could even add it to a stew a gravy a sauce some people just drink it as a as a drink you know hot drink on its own it's really versatile um so you know as you know i love my soups at lunchtime and another good injury um preventative lunch would be a, a a rainbow salad so lots and lots of different colorful salad vegetables with some brown rice and a salmon fillet quite an easy thing to put together um, and that lunch would really pack a punch uh, regarding protein the essential fats and all of the anti-inflammatory and antioxidant vitamins and minerals and the phytonutrients that we've been talking about um, if you if you didn't want salmon you could swap it maybe with chicken or maybe some other oily fish like mackerel or sardines uh, would be nice sardines are an excellent choice of both essential fats and calcium um, because they the sardines contain small but edible bones so that's a, a really good way of getting your calcium intake up 
Yeah, actually, Aileen, another take on that um, sort of idea of the the balanced salad is the poke bowl. Uh, and again, that follows the Mediterranean diet principles and is colourful. But the foods, the, the way it's laid out is that the foods tend to be layered on top of each other or placed side by side rather than all mixed through each other. So I just find that a poke bowl looks really beautiful. Therefore, it's really appealing and appetizing. So for me, if I was to have a poke bowl, it might contain some um, a small amount of whole grains at the, at the bottom. So for example, I might put in some brown rice or quinoa and then top that with some leafy greens. Then I would put on a layer of marinated tofu or maybe tempeh and then finish it off with these lovely lines of different coloured non-root vegetables. So the ones I like are ones like peppers, radishes, cucumbers, spring onions, tomatoes and avocados. So lots of different colour and um, and then finish that off with a, a sprinkling of herbs. And again, like you said, Aileen, this dish is balanced and, and, and also contains lots of different anti-inflammatory, antioxidant vitamins and minerals, as well as the phytonutrients as well. And another um, idea you mentioned um chicken broth as a as a lunch idea and like you you know I think soup generally is a really quick and easy meal that could contain lots of the foods and nutrients needed to support injury prevention you could re- literally make a potluck soup with whatever vegetables you have in the fridge then just add a protein source of choice maybe add some spices such as the ginger or the turmeric that you mentioned and then some herbs as well and um and just to sort of keep it keep it hearty, keep it balanced and and supportive of um, injury prevention, you could have that with the with the flax crackers at the side, the ones that I mentioned earlier. So uh, so yeah, so lots of ideas for for lunch there. Great. So let's now think about dinner. Um, so thinking, um, I'm thinking of staying on a theme of quick and easy, but balanced and nutritious, as well as supporting injury prevention. So um, I like a stir fry. I think that would be an easy uh, and great idea. A bit like the potluck soup, you can literally add anything that you wish. So any vegetables that you have around. So the things that um, I quite like putting in are sugar snap peas. Um, if you want to be a bit more luxurious, you could maybe put in baby sweet corn, mushrooms, uh, bok choy, um, peppers, any colour. Um, all of those tend to be favourites of mine. Um, and they, they all contain nutrients that potentially could help prevent injuries. Uh, mushrooms even contain a little bit of vitamin D. Uh, again, one we've mentioned eggs. There aren't very many foods that contain vitamin D, but mushrooms are one of them. And uh, one of the things I read about once was if you leave mushrooms on the windowsill when the sun is shining, it belie- it's believed that that can increase their vitamin D content, um, which is a lovely idea. Um so so that's like the vegetable base. And then, um, you know, you'd want to be adding some protein. So, you know, whether um, whatever you, type of food you eat. So whether you're a vegetarian, vegan or omnivore, there's lots of different things you can add. So things like prawns, chicken, tempeh, tofu, jackfruit, that's becoming quite popular. Um, nuts, so thinking about maybe almonds for the calcium content. And then you could serve it with some brown rice noodles or some steamed brown rice. 
uh, maybe have a leafy green salad on the side as well. So again, that's quite easy to put together and uh, make a, a nutritious meal. So Karen, what, what would you suggest for a, an easy dinner? Mm, well, Eileen, I know you really like your eggs at breakfast time, but uh, I have to say I do love eggs at dinner time. And again, I, I think it's because that I find them so easy to work with. So I would suggest maybe a mixed vegetable folded omelette or or frittata and um, as well as the vegetables I do tend to add some olives as well to to an omelette or a frittata really because um, of the essential fat content but also they they contain calcium as well Um, if I wanted to keep it really quick and easy I would maybe have a, a scrambled eggs or boiled eggs with some mixed roasted vegetables and a leafy salad and I would then add my olives to the salad instead Another thing I sometimes do um, with roasted vegetables is I'll have that with baked eggs. So I'll half roast the veg, then I'll um, crack two eggs on top of the uh, of the vegetables, pop it back into the oven until the eggs are cooked. And voila, super easy, but really delicious and nutritious and um, and and really supportive of this injury prevention. So that would be those would be my ideas, Aileen. Yeah, they're great ideas. And as you say, eggs are really versatile at any time Mm. of the day. So, yeah, they're a good supper dish, too. So let's think of um, a few snacks um, that we could add in that might help minimise the risk of an injury developing. So a couple of very easy snacks that are high in calcium, but you would certainly need to think about using them strategically around your training would be um, dried up apricots and blackstrap molasses. Um, So they're not ones that would immediately spring to mind, but they would be really good post run snacks. Uh, not just because of the calcium content, but because they also contain sources of quick release carbohydrates. And that would help support recovery from training. Um, and that would reduce the, you know, injury, uh, the risk of injury occurring. Um, now, we mentioned magnesium earlier, and I'm sure every everyone who's a chocolate lover will know that dark chocolate is a good source of magnesium. So having a small amount of chocolate would be, again, a, an appropriate snack choice. Um, but just make sure that it's a small portion. So you probably choose about two to three squares as a portion size. Um, so you're getting a treat there as well as it being helpful um, to your your prevention of injury status. Um, and then another snack moving away from the sweet things uh, might be to think about some cottage cheese or some hummus on one or two oat cakes. So both the cheese and the hummus are really good sources of calcium. Um, and um, you know the hummus is because it contains chickpeas and chickpeas contain calcium and um, you could also choose vegetable sticks instead of oat cakes if you like and that would help increase the vegetable intake um, and and also your antioxidant intake as a result of that so those are my snack ideas Karen have you got any others yeah, I I would probably think about maybe something like a small portion of strawberries with Greek yogurt. Um, and the strawberries would contain um, the vitamin C. So that's going to be supportive of um, injury prevention. And again, the yogurt providing some protein and some calcium like you were speaking about, Aileen. I also really like the small packets of seaweed wafers that you can purchase these days. Um, I don't know if anybody else 
nibbles away at these um, in between meals. Now, Clearspring and Itsu are the two brands that spring to mind and you can get them in the UK. I'm sure there's probably an equivalent um, in, in other parts of Europe, the States, Australia and all around. Um, now, seaweed is really good uh, for injury prevention because it contains omega-3 essential fatty acids. So a really good source of this potent anti-inflammatory nutrient for vegetarians and vegans. And you can get supplements, um, omega-3 supplements for vegans and vegetarians using the sea algae, sea and seaweed. Um, it also contains some of the essential amino acids as well. So that's the building block for protein and it contains some vitamin C. So um, clearly these these wafers are, t are very, very thin, but it's, it's you know, it's all, it's all accumulative. It might be small amounts of these nutrients, but it's all going to be um, accumulative. And I think it's um, another really easy snack um, would just be a handful of nuts. Uh, but what I would say here is that like the chocolate, portion size would need to be controlled because they are very energy dense. They're nutrient dense, but they're also energy dense. So um, nuts potentially um, to include would be walnuts for their omega-3 content. And if you were having walnuts, I would suggest four to six of them as, as a portion size. And then almonds for um, their protein and their calcium content. But I would say no more than 10 or 12 as a portion. Now, what I would say is to try and avoid or at least minimize the intake of peanut, peanuts because they are known to be pro-inflammatory, uh, certainly in some instances and in certain susceptible individuals. So just be mindful of, um, of the peanuts. So hopefully this has given everybody some really good ideas of foods to include at each mealtime and to help support that injury prevention. And if you would like some really great recipes that contain many of the foods really that we've been discussing, why don't you think about joining our mailing list? And once you're on the mailing list, you will then receive every Tuesday our um, our weekly recipe. Now, the recipes that we send out are always really quick and easy, but still nutritious and also therapeutic. So to get onto our mailing list and receive these weekly uh, um, recipes, all you need to do is just visit our website so that's runnershealthhub.com and click on the join our mailing list and that's at the bottom um, of the of the home page and then you'll be able to to download it and and um and utilize it so and just wait to receive your 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 tuesday recipe so aileen before we move on to um outline a one day meal plan for everyone really to think about using um to get them started on on thinking about the mediterranean diet and and injury prevention i thought this might be a good time for a short advert break so i'm going to hand over to you Okay, thanks, Karen. Um, so uh, this is the moment in the podcast where Karen and I just take a minute to talk to you about what we do outside of the podcast. And uh, I mentioned right at the start of the episode that we produce some free 
uh, nutrition guides. And one of them is a, a, an ebook which is all about soups. And because we've, we've spoken about soups today um, and how easy and nutritious they can be, um, we thought that we'd talk about that today. Um, so often um, when you're thinking about choosing a pre or post running snack or meal, Soup isn't the first thing that would come to mind. Um, however, um, they're, they're really great. They're very nutritious and they can be used for um, meal replacements. And also they can be uh, used as a, a support to, for recovery and also for injury prevention. Um, so we designed the ebook to really give you some ideas and help you. Um, so there's 10 easy uh, recipes uh, for pre and post fueling. And there's also some uh, recipes that focus on recovery and injury prevention. Karen mentioned the potluck soup idea. So we give you some tips on how to make a potluck soup um, and how to make the most of, you, the, of simple everyday kitchen tools that we all have and maybe don't use them as much as we could do. Uh, we focus on cooking with everyday ingredients. So they're probably things that you've already got at home. And we talk also about how to get plate balance in a bowl because it's very important that you follow the athlete's plate concept when you're um, eating your soup too. Uh, there's some nutritional information on the soup ingredients and um, you, you get an opportunity to choose a soup that matches your nutrition goals, what, whatever they might be. So if you would like to download our ebook, um, we did actually produce it um, a while ago and it was to accompany episode 115, which was autumn soups for runners. But if you're like me, you can eat soups any time of the year. So it's not just autumn. Um, so if you're interested, you might want to listen to that episode too. But if you just want the guidebook, then uh, go to our website, runnershealthhub.com, click on the free nutrition guides, and it shows you all the different guides that we have available. But scroll down to top 10 soups, uh, send over our, your email address and we'll send you the ebook. So we really hope that you enjoy the delicious soups that we've got in the, the book. And uh, let us know if you try any of them out. Great. Thanks, Aileen. OK, so now let's put together a one day meal plan for you all to consider from all the foods um, that we've spoken about. So I'm going to start with breakfast. And um, for breakfast, I really like the um, idea of um, Aileen's berries with kefir or Greek yogurt and the nuts and seeds, because I really feel it's a breakfast that would help everyone start the day eating lots of different foods containing the anti-inflammatory and antioxidant rich foods. And it would be so easy to put together. So for, for the busy female runner who's also got lots of other things going on in her life, then that would be a really easy one to, to bear in mind. But but what I would just remind people of here is that if you do have any sensitivity to dairy that or nuts, then um, maybe choose a dairy alternative um, yogurt and um, just think about the types of nuts and the types of seeds that you're using if that is an issue for you. So, Aileen, what would you suggest for lunch? Uh, well, definitely a soup. We're on a soup theme today. So I think uh, a meal in a bowl can easily be adapted to follow the Mediterranean style approach to eating. Um, so as well as using bone broth as a base, I would add lots of vegetables. And as a protein source, I, I might go along the, the lines of using some beans or, or lentils um, and maybe even add some whole grains in there because they would that would give me 
uh, as well as protein. It would give me some complex carbohydrate content. Um, and just for just for luck, I'd add in some chopped greens as well. That would give me my definitely my balanced plate. Um, so that would be my lunch. What would you choose for dinner, Karen? I think it would be the stir fry, Aileen. I think that would be an excellent choice because a, a bit like the soup, you can add anything to it and just then add a protein source of your choice. So it's a really versatile dish as well as being easy. Now, being vegetarian, I would choose probably tempeh as my protein source because I just find that tempeh is really good at holding its form when it's being cooked. And it also it absorbs all the flavours of whatever the dish is that's being made. So so, um, so that would probably be what I would use um, as the protein and then maybe have that with um, the steamed brown rice or um, the rice noodles. So, OK, finally, Aileen, could you maybe choose two snacks, one for mid-morning and one for mid-afternoon? Now, they might not always be required. It just depends on the individual and degrees of hunger. Um, but maybe if you could choose one that might be suitable for morning and afternoon. Yeah, well, my morning choice, um, especially if I wasn't feeling too hungry, would be the seaweed wafers that you mentioned, because they're quite light and they would just tide me over till lunchtime and then I often get hungry in the late in the afternoon so my my snack time is usually about four o'clock and um, I would tend to choose a handful of nuts because as well as being nutritious they're, they're very filling uh, so a small handful of nuts bearing in mind Karen's advice on portion sizes earlier so that that would be my suggestion. So, Karen, I think uh, we're at the point where we need to draw this episode to a close. Um, and I know most of the conversation has been around food and meal ideas. But I just wondered if before we leave, you would share any tips or a takeaway from this episode before we go. Yeah, I think, Kayleen, the only thing I would like to say here is if there is one action point that you take away from today's episode, I would suggest that it be that you start to consider introducing that Mediterranean diet concept into your meal plan regularly. Now, it might be difficult to um, adopt all of you, adapt all of your meals to to this um, at one this approach at one time. But maybe just think about adapting one of your meals, and then over time converting your other meals as well, so that they follow this Mediterranean approach. Now, this approach to your food plan can support your health and your running goals in many ways not just in injury prevention so I do feel I think we both feel that this is a really good approach to everyday health and well-being as well as to injury prevention and to running performance and I think really alien because the rest of, of our talk is around around food and meals so I think I'll just leave it there. Brilliant. Thanks, Karen. Um, that was a great conversation. I always love these foodie conversations and I hope everyone else did too. Um, if you would like us to publish more of these style of episodes, then just let us know. Email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We always love to get feedback. And finally, remember everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. 
In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for women's changing bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.